right, glad you're with us. 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, I, you know, I know a lot of you, you're not having the best day. I'm not exactly having the best day either. I want to just give a little perspective, and I know it's not going to make you feel better, and I'm not Pollyannish, and, I, you know, there's a lot. You just see the, the 17 agenda items of Biden on day one, and it's like, okay, this, this, this is what we warned America about. We as conservatives. And I, you know, my heart is troubled, of course. I'm not, oh, you, know, you can go back in the uh, four years ago. I mean, the, the left was absolutely apoplectic losing it as they had throughout the entire campaign in a, in a state of shock and horror uh, at Donald Trump's election. Um, a couple of things to not forget is and feel whatever you're feeling. I don't, you know, you feel what you feel. You, I, I wouldn't want you to feel I'm not trying to talk to you. Uh, I'm not trying to make you feel something that's not genuine and not sincere and not real. There is a little perspective I can give that maybe some of you don't have today that I, I want to share with you and not exactly the, the best, the best, this is the most radical agenda ever laid out before the American people. It's, it's bad. There's nothing, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's bad. But I, I will tell you, having done this now, when I started in radio, Ronald Reagan was president. Lived through his presidency, Bush 41's presidency, Clinton's eight years of the presidency. I lived through Bush's eight years, Bush 43's eight years. We lived through Obama's eight years, and we had four amazing years. If you're a Donald Trump supporter, and I obviously am, and and now you've got the antithesis in terms of philosophy that is now leading the entire country. They have all three branches of government. Not exactly the best scenario if you're a conservative. But I'll tell you, there's there always is. Notice it was I started out one of the greatest presidents in our lifetime. And by the way, the three the three biggest moments of conservatism in the modern era are definitely Reagan, Newt Gingrich's contract with America, nineteen ninety four. I was a big part of that. I actually emceed Newt's event that night. Great night of my life. And a lot of positive changes to America, and they kept their promises. One of one of the key signatures of the Trump administrations was promises made, promises kept. And you know, you've got to remember that there is an ebb and flow to political cycles. If I had to say what this what this reminds me the most of in my career is two thousand and nine and Obama. And if you recall you know, remember, they took all the way the promise, keep your doctor, keep your plan and save save money, save on average twenty five hundred dollars per family per year, you know, month, whatever it was. I don't even remember Well, we lost millions, lost their doctors and plans and everybody's paying over 200 percent more. So it didn't work out well. And but that led to the rise of the Tea Party movement, which led to Republican take back the Congress in 2010. And it feels a lot like that to me. You can see the overreach now. You can see it with the media. You can see it with big tech companies. You got these major institutions that are just trying to make every conservative to censor, shut down, silence, cancel is real. And it's like, how do, how do we get here? Well, the cause of conservatism, conservatism 
in the modern era, those three times when practice worked. And I'm not going to go through chapter and verse on it, but it works. The cause of conservatism, what we believe in, the Constitution, liberty, our constitutional amendments, God, faith, family, country, limited government are not over. And it's 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 just a matter of uh, they will. I'm telling you, they're overreaching already. You know, it just I'm watching today. The, the theme of Biden's speech is unity, 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 unity. At the same time, Biden calling for unity and the mob in the media oh, gushing over Biden all day. It's like they, they don't even believe it. They're just making it up. They're just glad Trump is gone. I don't think there's many people in this country today that that thing. Oh, my gosh, this I I. <laughs> I'm like, I'm watching the speech today. I'm going to be very blunt, honest, and objective here. It sounded like a student council president acceptance speech. You know, zero substance. No soaring rhetoric whatsoever. And and it's like he half mumbles. I, I can't even explain it. And he looks tired. Joe, I mean, I can just see him about now. He's saying, oh, man, I need a nap. This is rough. This is tired. That's the impression I get. And but as he's doing all this is going on today, the mob, the media, you know, really? OK, they, they're taking this unity message and believing it all because the big media hoax revolves around this claim that Biden, in, like in his speech and his team, really want unity, really want to bring the country together. It's all about healing. It's all about unity. Let's let bygones be bygones. But like a couple hours earlier, maybe you didn't hear Nancy Pelosi accusing President Trump of being an accessory to murder. I guess that doesn't count. Says the president could be an accessory to murder after this, after the, the, the Capitol Hill riots. I, I mean, and invading the Capitol, which, by the way, I'm glad they have D.C. on lockdown. To me, it might be a little more than usually would be necessary. But considering what had happened and they were ill prepared and ignored all of the warnings that something might very well happen on the 6th and the many calls that they they even had tips that this was happening. They were aware that things were being planned and they did nothing to prepare for it. We need something similar to a 9-11 commission can't ever happen in this country. Anyway, you have uh, Joy Reid over at MSDNC Propaganda Network. You know, Pelosi re- repeatedly decrying Trump's role in January 6th. Well, that's the, that's where he said many of you will peacefully and patriotically march to the Capitol. Let your voices be heard. And anyway, the, the crime in some cases was murder. Pelosi said this president is an accessory to that crime. Is Joe Biden, Mr. Unity, going to speak out and say, oh, when Chucky Schumer and I guess Mitch McConnell, if he's still the leader of the Senate. um, By the way, Mitch McConnell continues down this road. I I think Rand Paul's right. There won't be a Republican Party. Just not going to happen. And if he's that out of touch with his base, more fixated on whatever axe to grind that Mitch McConnell has, that's that's, you know, I I don't think any of that's going to end well, but it is time for new leadership. I will say that in the U.S. Senate. Um, so that that's the environment that we have today. And that's where we are. And it, but if you turn into your media and you compare it to four years ago, 
this very day, um, you know, the, the good news for the media, their four-year vacation started today. You can't make it up. We had one MSDNC contributor comparing Biden to God, suggesting the Trump voters should be blamed for COVID deaths. This is where they are. Now, it's interesting. I'm just going to make a prediction. I don't think you're going to hear as much about problems with COVID and and death tolls, except they'll try and take a, a victory lap over Donald Trump's vaccine. That happened on Trump's watch. CNN, they, they, they couldn't contain their excitement today. They have one commentator commenting on the COVID memorial lights along the Lincoln Memorial reflecting pool. It's almost extensions of Joe Biden's arms. And the contrast. Embracing America. On, Very different. The, from, well, go ahead, play it. And the contrast on display tonight was so stark. I mean, those lights that are that are just shooting out from the Lincoln Memorial uh, along the reflecting pool. It, it, I look, it's like almost uh, extensions of Joe Biden's arms embracing America. It was a moment where the new president came to town and sort of convened the country in this moment of remembrance. Except I guess 75 million of us. Uh, yeah, we, I don't exactly feel the embrace as they begin their their latest hoax uh, post, well, unconstitutional post-presidential impeachment trial that they're planning. You know, New York Times editor has chills as Biden's plane landed at Joint uh, Base Andrews and and the New York Times editor mocking the mocked for this fanfare. I have chills. I mean, what? We're now back to thrills up and down my leg with Chris Matthews and Obama gasms. You know, you have Don Lemon over there at Fake News, uh, DNC News, CNN. The end of the American carnage will be over. <laughs> OK, really? Uh, they've been, you know, only comparing Trump supporters to uh, uh, KKK sympathizers and Nazis and everything else that have been said over there. And bash, they're still bashing Trump. They, they've not given up that addiction yet, calling Trump a small man as he leaves the White House for the final time. Politico, Biden's about to give the most important inaugural speech since Lincoln. Oh, good grief. If that was it, we're in deep trouble. Gettysburg Address, it was not. And they, they actually wrote about it. Writing a speech for Biden can be hell. And that was before the inaugural. There's now a heightened urgency to Biden's inaugural speech as he confronts multiple crises and seeks to bridge a deep political divide. It took 300 years to develop journalism as an institution that provide facts to the public for political deliberation. Well, they've destroyed that now since, you know, a long time ago, to be honest. I'm going to be straightforward here. And it ultimately gave take just over a decade to raise it to the ground, salt the earth where it had been and collide an asteroid with uh, what remained. <laughs> this is what they're saying. You know, you got a far left activist saying we toppled a dictator. Wow. You got fake news Acostas out there reporting uh, he's almost leaving town like an autocrat. Ousted from power, headed in, off in exile. Okay, President Trump in exile. That's fine. We'll listen to Jim Acosta. Whatever he says. Uh, fake news, NBC, DNC News. You got uh, Chucky e. Todd calling the 1776 
Project Garbage. Whatever. Uh, triggered by both sides, they need to dial back the rhetoric. He says. He says. He, he says. Gets. He gets triggered by after the Republican representative Tom Reed said both sides need to dial back the rhetoric. Well, there was only one side that tried to overthrow the Capitol, and that got out of hand, right? I still am looking for Mitch McConnell to show us exactly what he claimed yesterday was in the speech, because I want to. I want to look at it. And. By the way, now there there is this divide that is growing here, and it's not going to get any better. Look, it is what it is. And, you know, I will tell you that each and every one of you out there, and there are 70, our agenda is simple. God, faith, family, country. We love it. We love our Constitution. We love the First Amendment, Second Amendment, all our amendments to the Constitution. This can't be a post-constitutional America. We have a right of, we really have a responsibility for our kids and grandkids. The cause of conservatism doesn't go away unless we let it. And we don't have to let it. We want to advance it. Look at it as a setback. But the principles of which, what do we stand for? Limited government, lower taxes, less government bureaucracy. We want constitutionalists on the bench. Secure borders, energy independence. We want manufacturing at home. We want free trade, but fair trade. We want peace through strength, and we don't want foreign conflicts, especially in light of new military technologies that have been developed that can keep us all safe in the cause of freedom safe. All right, 25 to the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, our number. Um, why, do, why is it important for the cause of conservatism to recognize it's never over? Never is, unless, unless you, we... Give up. I'm not giving up. The things matter. These things that we believe in as conservatives matter too much. Principle. It's pretty simple. It's not really hard, complicated to understand a conservative getting getting these getting these getting elections won and getting items passed. What do we want? Well, now we want our election systems, you know, fixed so we can have faith and, and confidence and integrity in them. Nancy Pelosi, first order of business. Yeah, let's lock in all the COVID changes on mail-in balloting without fixing it. This is going to be up to state legislators. That's why. And by the way, you need to do it now, not two years from now when the next election is. Um, and God, faith, family, country. What, I mean, what is conservatism? It's not that complicated. It's a belief in our Constitution. Yes, even the First and Second Amendment. Didn't think I'd ever have to reinforce that, but I do, apparently. You know, what do we, we believe in, that rights come from God. They're natural rights, not from government, which separates us from so many other autocratic, authoritarian, you know, regimes around the world and those that had emerged throughout history. And that is that, you know, the belief that we're endowed by a creator, the thing, you know, the thing. The creator, God, created everything. And, well, that means that those rights come from God, a creator. That means that, and I believe every human being was created by God, every human being. And that inside all of us, God-given talents, and only in a free environment, one that's safe and secure, meaning you have, need to have safe neighborhoods, safe cities, uh, which we don't have in cities that have been run by liberal Democrats for decades. And and then 
nurture that through a good education. We don't have that either in, in big cities and states that have been run by liberal Democrats for decades. And the consequences are that severe. And But anyway, the point is that endowed by our creator, not endowed by government. So that then hence comes the belief in limited government. And what's limited? You, know, well, you don't believe in government. I didn't say I didn't believe in government. I'm saying limited. The great pamphleteer Thomas Paine saying once that the, whether guides and dictates of human conscience irresistibly obeyed, there'd be no need for any other lawgiver. That not being the case, governments are instituted by men and government in its best state, a necessary evil, but it's in its worst state, an intolerable one. Hence, you know, the, the last hundred years of human history, last century, rather, you have how many people killed in the name of some ism, communism, Nazism, fascism, you know, China, Mao, Red Book. You got it. Now we're dealing with radical Islamism. And and these these are these are ideologies and in some cases governments and regimes, authoritarian statist. And what a liberal socialist Democrats, the ones that can't keep your your city safe and secure and guarantee peace for your prosperity. The ones that can't give your kids a quality education, the same socialist Democrats that said that you're going to keep your doctor plan and save a whole lot of money. And we lost millions, millions lost their doctor's plans. And we're all paying a fortune more 200 plus percent more that now somehow they're going to come up with this utopian America. And they're just going to redistribute wealth because they have determined that that is what is fair. And we're going to all do it in the name of unity as they plan for their their impeachment trial post-presidency, unconstitutional as it is, against Donald Trump. You know, this is what Trump always said. It's words. They're meaningless words. You know, the one thing I did like what Trump said today, he left it all on the back. He left it all, as athletes say, on the field. He's not leaving thinking, oh, I could have worked harder. And, you know, at the end of the day, we don't all live forever. At the end of the day, did you leave it all on the field? And now the blessings of liberty as we we give lip service to. Now we're beginning to see even simple things like the Second Amendment and even freedom of speech in this sick, ugly, cancerous cancel culture atmosphere we all live in. I just I, I never saw this accelerating this quickly to this horrible state of affairs. Never thought I would see that, the, you know, the, the big tech companies align as they did against Parler. I never thought that I that I'd see a, a president or a president supporters silenced. You know, I never thought we'd see a snap impeachment and pretty much in five seconds. It was only after the snap impeachment that we find out, whoa, hang on a second. Now, there definitely were people, a small percentage, the 1% that were at the rally at the monument that, yeah, they participated in what would now knowing that there were people that they knew had pre-planned this, quote, insurrection, liberals favorite new word. Uh, that took place and, you know, going into the Capitol the way they did, which can't happen in America. They didn't have enough security then. Now they I don't know if we need as much security as we have today, but I want to make sure I do want enough security to make sure every every elected official in our Capitol and our White House is safe. This can't happen. We need the equivalent of a 9-11 commission report on what happened at the Capitol. 
But you can't you know, even Bill Maher said, uh, OK, the 5000 or the one percent of people that were at the rally that illegally went into the Capitol. You can't say, you know, blame on the 75 million of us that voted for Trump because all of us condemn it. Nobody supported that. And the rush to judgment is just predictable. But, you know, we believe as conservatives, limited government, lower taxes, getting government bureaucracy the hell out of the way so that businesses can do what they do best and compete. And and all the things that Trump promised and Trump delivered on. We want our borders secure. We want energy independence. We want merit-based immigration. We don't want to reward law-breaking by offering legalized status to those people that didn't respect our laws, our borders, or our sovereignty. Not that complicated. We believe in free trade because it's good for America, but it's got to be fair trade. We believe in peace through strength because it's a, there's a lot of evil and ugliness all throughout the world, and America has, as we know, a lot of enemies. And, you know, it doesn't get that complicated. We want constitutionalist judges. We don't want judicial activists that bypass a whole a whole branch of government through executive fiat. This isn't complicated. So item number one in the Biden agenda, not saying this to make it depressed. I'm saying so you are aware of where this is headed. It was the most radical agenda ever run on by any major political party. Then we have a whole other issue here, and that is the mob, the media, and big tech allowed a president that didn't do their job and vet Biden at all. And by the way, we're going to continue vetting him. We're not even finished. We haven't just the tip of the iceberg. Keep hearing a lot on Hunter Biden's laptop. We'll have more on that tomorrow. I'll tell you about that tomorrow. And a lot of other issues. Never got to the bottom of the deep state spying on a presidential candidate and a president. That's sad. John Durham, where are you? Especially in light of the documents we got late yesterday. We're going to have more on that report tonight on Hannity with John Solomon. All right, so 17 executive actions today. And one, stop border wall construction. Do we want to, that's an open borders agenda. Then, of course, Biden will also set to preserve and fortify DACA, allowing people that came to the U.S. as kids to get deferred immigration enforcement and work authorization, and then also expedite a path to legalization. Then also put illegal immigrants, wants to put illegal immigrants back in the census. He'll sign an executive order to revoke the Trump administration's plan to exclude non-citizens from the census. We'll count them as American citizens. Doesn't make sense to me. Do laws mean anything? Then the deferred enforcement departure designation. That's all part of that. He's going to end the president, President Trump. I guess, as Jim Acosta says, the president in exile, Donald Trump. I guess we'll have to give Jim Acosta credit for something for once. That's what he wants to refer to Donald Trump as. Why would we why would we stop him? Biden set to sign an executive order that will put an end to the the travel ban. It was not, as they're characterizing it, a Muslim ban. 
and uh, no more extreme vetting. I think after 9-11 and after COVID, I don't care where you come from. I think everybody should be vetted thoroughly, not unfairly, thoroughly. Make sure we don't find any radical associations or ties. I, should we in a, post not, a post-COVID world, as we now vaccinate more and more Americans every day, maybe learn that health issues might be an issue for immigration? I would think that's reasonable. Joe will re-engage the World Health Organization. Great. Anthony Fauci pretty much got most everything wrong on COVID. No offense, a lot. He got a lot wrong, and I don't think he was done on purpose. He's dedicated his life to saving lives. I don't think he let it happen. He's going to now uh, rejoin the Paris Climate Accords. Great. That means that China is viewed as a developing nation and we pay the price. Pretty dumb. Uh, Revoking the Keystone XL pipeline. Feel sorry today for everybody that works on that pipeline. He's also extending affordable housing. And by the way, the uh, the extension, the, the Bears, the Bears Ears and, and Grand Staircase and National Monuments in New, Utah, North uh, Northeast Canyon and other where in New England, I guess. Anyway, and then it's uh, affordable housing, extending eviction foreclosure moratoriums for those affected by the housing affordability crisis. He's not talking about COVID. He's going to put a pause on student loans, extending the pause on interest and principal payments, at least until September 30th, I guess moving towards loan forgiveness. He has a whole racial justice and equality uh, agenda that he'll be signing on today. He'll be eliminating the president's 1776 commission, rescinding that. The ethics pledge, Biden will sign an executive order to restore and maintain public trust in government. And every appointee, every branch will ensure that employees act in the interest of the American people and not for personal gain. Does that mean he's going to go back to his previous administration and talk about Hunter? Because he actually gained a lot thanks to his daddy. Um, Now they're even downplaying, by the way, COVID expectations. Uh, we have the 100-day nationwide mask challenge. That is a nationwide face mask social distance mandate on federal buildings, lands by employees and contractors. Uh, let's see. Chain, oh, change Trump's arrest policies for ICE. Huh, don't arrest anybody. Don't do your job. Key protections for a group of Liberians in the country. Not exactly sure of all of that and what that's all about. Uh, Restructure, but they're minimizing, I noticed, uh, on getting COVID under control. It's going to take a lot of time, a lot of time. Our team is eager. I thought he was going to do this on day one. We're eager, though, to get the agencies and into the White House to gain a better assessment about where things really stand on managing the pandemic. Trump left you multiple vaccines. You're in much better shape. Um transgender bathrooms uh a rule protecting them biden's pick for dhs apparently has a simple question with from mitt romney had a hard time answering uh will migrants be allowed in at the southern border and uh senator we're a nation of immigrants also a nation of laws 
That's the answer. Okay. Um, restructure. Let's see. Advance. Uh, told you about that. Strengthen workplace discrimination. Freezing last-minute Trump regulatory actions. Formulating executive branch ethics doctrines. Okay. That's the agenda today. Day one. The cause of conservatism, I promise you, is not over. That I can promise you. Unless you let it happen. Unless we give up. You, the American people. We, the people, give up. Too many people sacrifice for our liberties and freedom for us not to stand up and fight in the arena of ideas for such. Peacefully, of course. It's like everything was taken out of context on purpose by people. All right, simple man, Leonard Skinner. It could only mean one thing, and that means all things BillOReilly.com on this inauguration day. Let's see, uh, Bill. Let's play the—I think there was one overriding theme. Would you agree, yes or no, no long answer, that the theme of the Biden inaugural speech was, quote, unity? Yes. Okay. Let's, I want to ask, simple man observation, if this is real unity in your mind. Let's play it. To restore the soul and secure the future of America requires so much more than words. It requires the most elusive of all things in a democracy, unity. You can take Trump supporters and put them in two big baskets. There are what I call the deplorables, you know, the racists and the, you know, the haters. If you voted for Trump, you voted for the person who the Klan supported. You voted for the person who Nazis support. You voted for the person who the alt-right supports. With unity, we can do great things, important things. I think a lot of the people that stand by Donald Trump are deplorable, um, and the things that they say are deplorable. The question is, how are we going to really almost deprogram these people who have signed up for the cult of Trump? I know speaking of unity can sound to some like a foolish fantasy these days. I know the forces that divide us are deep and they are real. There are millions of Americans, uh, almost all white, almost all Republicans, who somehow need to be deprogrammed. Hitler led a political movement of anti-education, anti-science racists. Sound familiar? Trump relied on a coalition, and a core part of that coalition were racists, building a coalition with all sorts of other people that could be susceptible to racist views because we do not talk about or educate people on recognizing racism. History, faith, and reason show the way, the way of unity. We can see each other, not as adversaries, but as neighbors. It isn't just a pejorative to say that it's a cult. There's a lot of evidence that it is a racial and religious cult of personality. 74 million people are going to believe that because they've been brainwashed. We can treat each other with dignity and respect. We can join forces, stop the shouting and lower the temperature. There's a large portion of the union workers that are gun enthusiasts and you are actively trying to diminish our Second Amendment right and take away our guns. You're forced. All right, thank now, you. shush. Run over to the Fox News section and start assaulting people. Like I would, I would go in, and be like, "You're a racist," and then I'd run out. 
All right, let me get back to Bill O'Reilly. We're playing this throughout the day today. Mr. O'Reilly, does uh, sounds to me like those are words, because starting Monday, we expect the uh, unconstitutional post-impeachment trial of Donald Trump to begin in the Senate, and Joe has not weighed in and said, let's not do this. Right, and that was the major mistake of his speech. So if he really wanted unity, which as a historian now, not as a pundit, But as a historian, I think Biden would like the country to be unified and to work together to solve big problems. But he doesn't have the courage to lead in that direction. So what I tweeted right after he finished was that Joe Biden called for unity a number of times, did not mention leftist anarchy or cancel culture did mention white supremacy and ugly racism. So, yeah, white supremacy and ugly racism are topics that should be condemned. I think everybody, you know, sane people would say, yeah, well, what about leftist anarchy and cancel culture? Why is that not even mentioned by the incoming president? So that's a a simple question from a simple man, me. And you have to know that the Biden speechwriter said, we're not going to do anything to alienate our base or to tee off the far-left progressives. We're just going to say stuff. But it's meaningless because I don't believe Joe Biden is going to be the president of everyone. I think he's going to try to consolidate progressive power. Not as an activist, but as a guy who's like Punches pilot, just washes his hands and stays quiet. I think that's what he's going to do. I think that's a, a pretty good prediction and observation. Now, Bill O'Reilly, I, this is a dangerous question. Um, I'm on real, you know, slippery, uh, a real slippery slope here. Do you think that Sean Hannity and 75 million other Americans need to be deprogrammed and go to re-education camps? By the way, I'm sure there's some people that believe I should. Well, I think you should be deported. (laughs) Create more room for all the illegal immigrants that are racing in. Yeah, we'll send you back to Killarney, Ireland. (laughs) Get rid of you, and that'll, that'll solve a whole bunch of problems. Look, what has to happen in America and what will eventually happen, I do believe that. I'm an optimistic guy based on history, is that the haters have to be isolated. And that's on both sides of the spectrum. So the cancel culture has to be defeated. And tonight on BillOReilly.com, I'm laying out a new political party that could do that called the Freedom of Speech Party. I'm laying out how it could do It's along the lines of the Tea Party. But the cancel culture has to be defeated, and the haters on the left have to be identified and scorned. I don't know about you, Hannity. I think you're the same well as I am. When I talk to somebody uh, who doesn't agree with me politically, and I know a lot of liberals, obviously. I've been around for a long time. And they start the racist business. The conversation ends with me. I don't debate it. I just say, hey, you know, have a nice day, stay strong, and I'm vapor. I'm out of there. I'm just not going to do that anymore. The people who are pointing 
the finger of racism at other Americans are usually racist themselves, haters themselves. And I don't want to have anything to do with them. As far as party goes, I'm not a registered Republican, as you know. I'm a registered conservative. And, you know, I, I think I speak for a lot of people. I, I think it's a pretty simple philosophy. You're a simple man. I'll, I'll run the litmus test by you. Uh, I, I'm, I believe in our Constitution, including our First and Second Amendment and all of our amendments. Uh, I want I want lower taxes. I want less bureaucracy. Uh, I want secure borders. I want energy independence. I want constitutionalists on the court. Uh, I want uh, the country to pursue free and fair trade deals. I want free trade and I want fair trade. I believe in peace through strength and the strongest military on the on the face of this earth. And and that's pretty much if I was to sum up what my agenda is, what I want, what I know works for this country. That's it. We do the simple, basic things. We would be better off as a country. Biden's executive actions undo a lot of what Donald Trump has done on day one, 17 of them. You know, people ask me about you, Hannity. Not many, but... (laughs) Yeah, here we go. And I said, look, it's obvious that Sean Hannity believes in conservative traditional values. That's what he does on TV and radio. I've known a man for 25 years. I've never seen him do or say one racist thing. Why would people even say that? I'm just the opposite. No, you know, I'm a Christian, say. too, Bill, and I believe that God created every man, woman, and child on this planet. And I've said so for 25 years. Longer, yeah, actually, I, 33. My, my problem with that is that I don't know how he did it with you, because it's a whole different thing. But anyway, nobody ever says you're racist, but they say you represent racists. And they say that about me, too. So I want nothing to do with those people, and nor do you. I know, and that's what I tell them. I said, look, if you're going to make these kinds of accusations or, or even bring it up in conversation, you've got to something back it up, and they never do. They never do, ever. Um, and so what Joe Biden doesn't understand, doesn't want to understand, is that most of the Trump voters want nothing to do with extremism. They would applaud things that advance minority welfare. Donald Trump himself, as you pointed out many times, so have I, his economy helped minorities. There's no doubt about that. So what what is this demonization, deprogramming? What is this all about? And the answer to that question is power. Now, Biden is not going to stand up to the extremist elements of his party. If he were to do that, he would have said today, in the interest of unification, I am going to call for Schumer and Pelosi to stand down on impeachment. It is not necessary. It is a hateful act for the president, and we're not going to do it. That's what I would have said. It would have taken guts, but you didn't hear a word about that. And when it unfolds, the impeachment trial, Biden's not going to say a blanking word, and you can take that to the bank. What it, now the question is, you heard Mitch McConnell's comments, and I'll be honest, I think Mitch is, is I think we need new leadership in the Senate. I said it on TV last night. Said it today, said it yesterday on radio. And I I think that Mitch McConnell um, was very good at getting judges through 
and not great at anything else. And Mitch McConnell, I, I do believe that you have this intramural battle between the establishment wing of the Republican Party, uh, you know, the Romneys, the McCains, the Cheneys, et cetera, et cetera, that, that they have their view of things, which I think is a timid, weak agenda in the end. And it is they've lost touch with the base of the party. And then I think that you've got the more MAGA conservative America first agenda that I think which is where I am in terms of governing philosophy, the conservative philosophy I outlined for you. Um, If Mitch goes forward with this and he gets Republicans to join him, what happens to the Republican Party? Rand Paul says it splinters and it it fractures. Well, Paul is correct. Uh, I'm actually using your soundbite on the No Spin News on BillOReilly.com tonight. So you made my show, Hannity. Um, But it's more than that for uh, Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell wants to be accepted in the Washington hierarchy. So he realized that Trump is done. Trump is gone. Not part of the mosaic anymore. So I, Mitch McConnell, am going to get on the right side of this issue so that I can walk hand in hand with Joe Biden anywhere I want to. And that's Oak McConnell's profile always has been. So he, is he damaging the Republican Party? Absolutely. Everyone knows it, including Mitch McConnell. But he's putting his own social status above what's right for the country. Now, I don't believe that Republican senators are going to follow him. I think there's six that will. I could be wrong. But I don't have any respect for McConnell because he killed Kate's law single-handedly. And that's the law I drew up to protect Americans from violence. No, I, I thought you, you were dead on on that issue and right, and yep. I supported it. All right, Bill O'Reilly, all things O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com. We ought, to, we ought to get the, the domain simpleman.com. I think that might go in great tandem with, with your website. Anyway, um, now there had been a lot of speculation the president would pardon himself. He did not pardon his family. He did not. He, he did pardon Steve Bannon. That is, uh, the charges brought up on him. I'm, I'm actually not that familiar with the whole case, but um, I know that happened. And then other people, drug offenses, there's a whole list of people. Any thoughts on it? Uh, not really. The president's prerogative, Um, you know, I don't have time to really delve into what these people allegedly did or what they should be pardoned or not. I don't think the nation cares much about that. Um, But I wanted to go back to our discussion about why Mitch McConnell does what he does. That translates into a lot of politicians and media people. When I was looking at reaction to Biden's speech, which by all accounts, as a historian, was a mediocre speech. It, it didn't soar to any height. It didn't break any new ground. There wasn't any specificity in the speech. It was okay, but it was standard issue. Well, all of a sudden, certain journalists, and I'm not going to name them because it's just I don't want to get into that, but this is the greatest speech I've ever seen. They said that publicly. Greatest inaugural speech in, of my lifetime. And each one who said that has an it's agenda. A, they want an they interview do. with Joe Biden. Hey, Bill, they one of the things we'll have a lot of fun doing in the next four years is comparing how they treat Biden versus Trump. It's a layup segment every day on radio and TV. Bill O'Reilly, thanks as always. Uh, all things O'Reilly, BillOReilly.com. His killing series about to expand. We'll make announcements in the weeks to come. Quick break. Right back. Your calls. Uh, on the other side, 800 941 Sean, if you want to be a part of the program. 
All right, 25 till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of this extravaganza. I know, listen, a lot of you, um, I, 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 I look, I, uh, I don't, it's not what many of us wanted. We're not going to go crazy like the lunatic left did in 2016. Uh, but we are going to the things that the values that matter to us, the issues that we know work for this country, the issues involving liberty and freedom. Um, we will we will continue to pursue all of them. And my guess, my gut is what we're seeing is a massive major they, they have misinterpreted the results of this election in more ways than one, putting that aside. And they, they think they've got a mandate. They do not. I, I, I don't think there are very many in people that are saying, oh, that speech, I, I was blown away. Um, and, and I'm being objective. I'm not trying to be mean-spirited here. I mean, there was nothing in there. My unity, yeah, okay. What time, when does the impeachment trial witch hunt start? Oh, Monday. Okay. Uh, I don't believe Joe Biden has the ability or the gumption to ever stand up to the radical base and that they will control his entire presidency. And it's, it's going to take engagement by we, those of, of us that, that have never wavered in our conservative values. Yes, America first. Yes, we want lower taxes. We want the government out of our lives as much as possible, less bureaucracy. Uh, yes, we want secure borders. Yes, we want energy independence. Yes, we want uh, constitutionalists on the court. Yes, we want peace through strength. Yes, we all of these things. It's not that complicated if you're a conservative. And we saw the actions of Biden today and the, the their process has now begun. And it's our job to hold everybody accountable. Anyway, let's go to uh, Alexander, Nebraska on the Sean Hannity show. What's going on, Alexander? Glad you called. Hey, Sean, how you doing? I'm good, sir. What's happening? Oh, it's great to hear your voice. Uh, I haven't talked to you since I was 12 years old, living back in Texas. Uh, wow. How old are I, you now? I'm 20. I'm 25. And uh, that's kind of, I kind of, twelve years old is kind of. I'm really honored. On the one hand, on the other hand, you're really making me feel old. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you look, you look better than I do. So I mean, get, get out of here, John. Uh, but I uh, know it was great. Uh, it was a great seeing you. I was able to see my first, very first concert. And rest in peace. I saw Charlie Daniels uh, after meeting you uh, when my dad dragged me to a conference somewhere in Texas, and. Since then, I've really gotten into, really been into politics and a lot more than. Oh, most that's people great! Made. You know, but, it's funny. Yeah. With Charlie, who passed away this past year, his son yeah. Charlie Daniels Jr. actually did a soapbox, which was like this venting column that Charlie did uh, in his life, and he was very bold and outspoken in his column. And he actually wrote a column. Oh, what would Charlie say? What would my dad say? And you know, just. You know, I, 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 I don't, I can imagine him calling me off air and just going off right about now. So, so yeah, what's going well, on? My dad, my, my, well, my dad always told me, uh, always asked the, I was a very impulsive child, cracked my head open five times. Uh, but he always told me, Alex, ask yourself the question, what could happen? And I do that throughout my whole life. And I, you know, I still do it to this day, but I don't think America is really asking that question what could happen 
Look, I when mean, decision. There, there are consequences, right? Elections have consequences. And now it is it. it this is uh, to me. This is the most radical, extreme socialist agenda in history. It is, you know, I'm, I'm staying engaged. I'm not giving up. I never give up. I've lived through, the, we lived through the Obama years. We lived through the Clinton years. You have ups, you have downs. And I think that there, there are certain guiding principles of liberty and freedom that if we follow those and we follow the principles of conservatism and and we only elect people, to be honest, that are going to that have the gumption to stand up and fight hard for those things that we all believe in. And if they're not willing to, then we'll move on there. Look, there you can see this intramural squabble emerging within the Republican ranks. So I, I think what you're asking me is what's the future of the Republican Party? Is my my hearing you right? Um, my my issue is, I mean, you know, I'm 25 and I'm realizing where my tax dollars are going. I don't. I, I don't have faith in like I don't have faith faith in anybody that's coming up to be elected uh, for the party that I am uh, registered for. Um, I just see my tax dollars going to waste, and all these uh, you know governors and senators and people in legislative uh, legislative uh, legislative branch just going on their knees and groveling. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I want to keep my job, but your job is to use my tax dollars for what I elected you to do. To, to do with them. And Listen, I'm going to give you simple advice, okay? You got to, right now is the time to get state legislatures to now first fix uh, any voting issues they have in their state. And that, that would include simple things like voter ID. That would include you can't have elections in perpetuity that go on for weeks and months at a time. Uh, you need a system that people will have faith, trust, confidence in with the results. And all of that is doable, and it's going to be us, and there might be a tendency of some people to say, oh, it's over, throw up their hands, and then re-engage just before the, the 2022 uh, midterms. It's too late by then. you got to change it before then. You got, now is the time to engage. Now is the time because we, we have an opportunity here to fix a lot of things. But, look, Alexander, stay in touch with us. We'll talk to you in 13 more years. I hope I hope sooner than that. Um, but I appreciate you listening. God, uh, God bless your dad too, Chuck in Kansas. Hey, Chuck, how are you? Glad you called. Hey, Sean, how are you? Uh, in the 2000, 2001 inauguration, I was the military liaison to secret service and Capitol police. Uh, we wow. vetted 1800 guardsmen, reservists and military Academy cadets and midshipmen for, uh, the balls, for the cordons, for, uh, security, and we went to the NCIC National uh, Criminal uh, Database uh, for the reviews and vetting of these people. And now the military has changed that by virtue of possessing what they call a CAC card, Common Access Card, which is the military ID, every time you enter base, the technology now is able to check the NCIC every time. So these people are vetted and they're vetted again and again and again now they're checking the fealty your Check. allegiance to possibly a party i'm uh, it's well really i know that there were look i'm glad that they were able to secure the inauguration we've got to keep our elected officials safe we've got to keep our institutions of government safe we can't allow what happened at the capitol ever happen again and there needs to be the equivalent of a 9-11 commission report 
uh, to get to the bottom of how that happened, considering they had advanced knowledge that people were planning this and they did nothing. And and the requests for the National Guard were denied before any of this ever happened. Why? Who made that decision? What's McConnell's involvement? What's Pelosi's involvement with the sergeant of arms? Because they're in control. And and the chief of police for the Capitol and this poor guy resigned and he was the one begging for the help. And then they had information and and intelligence that that people actually had arrived beforehand. And so, in other words, agitators that went in there and plotted and planned. We can't be vulnerable as a country in a post 9-11 world. We just can't. And now I know they went in there. Now we're vetting the National Guard members. Well, maybe I, w- I would have thought that would have been done on a regular basis already. And to be honest, I was like, OK, if you can't allow people in our military to have extremist views. And I don't know how they define it, to be honest. That's another problem. I mean, is, Roger, is yeah. def- are, you def- are you labeled an extremist like because uh, you like Donald Trump? I can see cancel culture. I can see are you and have you ever been a Donald Trump supporter culture that would say, well, you like Donald Trump, you're off the guard. That's that doesn't seem like a stretch in this day and age, does it? Uh, No, it doesn't. And uh, speaking of that, our voter registration records at the county and state level are wide open. Your name, your address, your party affiliation and your voting history are available to anybody tall enough to put the money on the counter. And the next t- next month when you don't get that call back for that interview, you might wonder why. Uh, voter registration records scare me. My wife and I, in fact, have uh, went in two weeks ago and changed our voter registration to unaffiliated just for that very reason. It's, uh, it's a spooky thing to do, but come the next primary, we'll revert back to where we need to be. I like these blowing candles in the wind that we are now and uh, move on from there. But the listen, the guard I, I would just the- say this. We got to understand and I, know I appreciate the call, Andrew. Thank you. And I'm just going to tell you something. We just need to understand this is real. This this entire cancel culture, what's frightening about all of it is it is so widely accepted. And it's while it's been a reality for conservative talk radio pretty much my entire career. You know, I'm now 33 years in this and I've known for some time you don't really fully have complete freedom of speech when you have groups that literally monitor every word you say and people paid to monitor. They sit in their underwear, I guess, in their basement, you know, hoping that they'll get a conservative to say one thing that they deem politically incorrect. And then they'll go out there and lead a boycott to silence you and attack your advertisers or demand that your company fire you. This is a very real scenario. You know, and that's why I've never supported firing of people for speech. That's why I've never supported boycotts, because I've always known it's really conservatives that in the end are going to be the ones that are targeted. And it's only now getting worse. Parler, you know, shut down because big tech companies defended their ally at Twitter. Um, Now, the answer, the antidote is going to be we have brilliant conservative minds out there, too, in the tech world. People a lot smarter than me that are going to be able to to manufacture an independent server process where we get to bypass Apple and get to bypass Amazon and get to bypass Facebook and YouTube and all these other companies. They're they're emerging. They're developing. will take a little time. But I think it's, you know, the foot is down, you know, on the gas pedal. And I I think they're moving full force ahead. And I think it's going to be accomplished. 
and then we will have successfully bypassed the those that believe in to, they want to censor people they don't really believe in freedom of speech they don't support this idea of liberty and at the end of the day it's really liberty and freedom that we're talking about here statism authoritarianism even socialism that is that is empowering the state believing and trusting in them that they will handle every aspect of your life but for everything they promise you you are giving up your freedom your money in the process and then you find out they're not good at fulfilling any promise they're they're incapable and as incompetent as anybody out there that real capitalism is the answer And we're going to learn this again as a country the hard way. I wish we didn't have to learn this lesson again. All right, news roundup, information overload hour at the top of the hour. In the meantime, we have time for one more call here. Don in Lake Ronkonkoma. Don's been around this show and a friend of the show almost since the beginning. And Don, we've, we've experienced the highs and lows. Not exactly our best day today. No, today was certainly a low day. I, I did not watch any minute of the Biden inauguration. I did, however, watch President Trump uh, thank America and the patriots who supported his Make America First agenda, both at Andrews and uh, his farewell speech. It's not it's only... the death of conservatism if no. we don't let it be. That's right. Yeah, I, I would say that his only fault, Trump's only fault, was that he and millions of Americans like us did not know the size and the depth of the Washington, D.C. swamp. It was grossly underestimated. Yeah. And by the way, so Biden's calling for unity today. Pelosi claims Trump is an accessory to murder. I'm like, oh, that's, there's a lot of peace in all of that. That's the trouble. You can't take these people seriously. But what I did like was, and again, Trump's farewell speech, thank in America. That's why he's so loved. That's why these rallies were all so... Uh, so we're so proud to watch him. I was part of one of those rallies, and uh, those people are just incredible, uh, especially the law enforcement people and the military that were there. You know, uh, Trump talked about the medical miracle, which is the uh, the vaccine, the COVID vaccine, how we rebuilt the uh, American manufacturing base, how, how America unlocked our energy, became the world's number one producer of oil. This is all great stuff. And uh, I'm I'm just very proud of the man, and I know the Trump agenda isn't really over, Sean. It's just postponed. That's probably a good way to put it. Look, um, the cause of conservatism, it just never, it's, I wish that I, I I now have a perspective I didn't have early in my career. Uh, And we will, you will see conservatism needed, called on again to help save the country and the world. It's just a fact. Quick break. Right back. News Roundup. Information Overload next. You intend to do a full retro, as I said in my note. It is going to take some time. Um, and then the, the other thing, just to just to close out a little bit, we, you know, we, we are focused on one account right now, but this is going to be much bigger than just one account. And it's going to go on for much longer than just this day, this week, the next few weeks. It's going to go on beyond the inauguration. We have to expect that. We have to be ready for that. So the focus is certainly on this account and uh, how it ties to real-world violence, but also we need to think much longer term around how these dynamics play out over time. Um, I don't believe this is going away anytime soon. And the moves that we're making today uh, around QAnon, uh, for instance, is one such example of a much broader approach um, that we should be looking at. Um, 
and, and going deep run. So um, the team has a lot of work and a lot of focus on this particular issue. Um, we also need to give them the space and the support to focus on the, the much bigger picture um, because it is, it is not going away. Um, you know, the, the U.S. is extremely divided. Um, our platform is uh, showing that uh, every single day. And our role is to protect the integrity of that conversation uh, and do what we can to make sure that no one is being harmed uh, based off that. And, and that is the focus and um, that is the, the color we want to provide. Beyond deamplification, we are going to, conspiracy theories, we are going to be permanently suspending those accounts. Whether we believe Trump's tweets are inciting violence and having real world harm, I think we've seen that in fact they are since coming back from the timeout to um, de-escalate the situation in, in other places around the world where we've seen uh, violence unfold as a result of um, either misleading information or um, coded rhetoric. Um, so. A lot of our learnings here have come from other markets. So in that sense, um, you know, we do feel like it is, it is, this is our global approach. We need to be very focused on being able to enforce any of these policies or enforcement decisions we make at scale. I think long term we want to be in terms of building trust and enforcing policies consistently and providing adequate notice um, before we take a very um, uh, aggressive step like a permanent suspension. There's also been a lot of questions about retros um, and um, uh, of course we're going to do a retro. I mean, we're, we're, we're in the midst of a retro around the election generally. This will be most definitely folded into it. What we saw Wednesday morning was really concerning to us, obviously. So uh, a small team gathered from Trust and Safety. We were discussing um, the potential for violence to happen and we decided to uh, escalate our enforcement of the civic integrity policy and use um, a label that disabled engagements um, to stop the spread of potentially inflammatory um, content, which is the content around uh, election interference, election fraud, stealing the election, um, that type of thing. We are going to, conspiracy theories, we are going to be permanently suspending those accounts. We are doing everything that we can to ensure that Twitter is being used in a positive way, in a positive way affects society. All right, that's at Jack, meaning Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter. Pretty chilling. And, of course, then we watched other big tech companies join an alliance with, you know, the cancel culture and silencing of voices. You know, I said at the beginning of the show today, the cause of conservatism is not over unless and until we let it be over, unless you give up. And I'm not giving up. And I don't think most of you are either. Uh, but this this recent battle of silencing and wow, if you never thought in America, right? But it's happening and there are antidotes. There are going to be solutions. They're going to be creative. They're going to be alternative platforms that are going to have to be created and will emerge to allow every American voice to be heard, whether you like it or not. Uh, by the way, we have uh, News Roundup Information Overload. 800-941-SEAN is our number if you want to be a part of the program. Real Clear Investigations national correspondent uh, Eric Felton is here, and he's basically chronicled all these this myriad of ways firms like Google, Microsoft have just refused to contract with our Pentagon, even denying our national defense's ability to engage and enlist in the best and brightest in the tech center, or once they have contracted, had, had internal turmoil and ideologically driven 
uh, resistance employees, their own deep state, actually refusing to do the work. I, I'd never heard anything like this, uh, Eric, and, until I, I started reading what you're talking about. And I'm like, are you kidding me? They tell me this is this is not true. This is just a made up story. This is just fi- fiction, right? Well, what we see is, you know, before the censorship issue came up, I think most people wouldn't have realized that um, these sort of magical high-tech services that we all enjoy could be sort of just taken away at moment's notice. And that same issue applies to uh, the military, to the police, to the intelligence community, which are becoming more and more dependent on the communications and high-tech tools that big tech provides. And we've seen a number of cases already where big tech has said they would work with the government on something and then have sort of like Lucy with the football, pulled the football out at the last second. Um, are we, are we paying for these contracts? In other words, we're talking about national security, national defense. What? I would assume that they want to be safe and secure in their homes and neighborhoods and want to protect the sovereignty of the United States. I would assume that they have some some fundamental, uh, even rudimentary or basic understanding that this is an evil world that unfortunately has to be governed by the use of military force. Are they missing that part? You know, no. In fact, a, a lot of um, the high-tech companies want to do business uh, with the government, with the, the military and the police, because it's, it's very uh, remunerative. But they've had uh, their own employees reject uh, becoming um, uh, defense contractors, even divisions within Google. Um, Google employees um, responded to the involvement of Google in Project Maven, which was an artificial intelligence effort to um, improve the targeting of drones. And having begun that project and having aggressively pursued it, the employees wrote a letter to uh, Sundar Pichai, the head of Google and Alphabet, which is the parent of Google, saying, we believe that Google should not be in the business of war. And basically, Google backed out of the, uh, the contract that it had on Maven. Um, a similar thing happened two years ago. Um, uh, Amazon Web Services, which is part of Amazon, uh, they do all the cloud computing business. Um, the, the head of government sales for AWS, Teresa Carlson, um, gave a speech to um, police department uh, heads saying that, that AWS would be unwavering in its support for police. Um, and then we're selling police departments a program called Recognition, with Recognition with a K instead of a C, um, that was a ability to, in crowds, um, do facial recognition. And um, after uh, George Floyd's death in the summer of 2020, uh, when things were getting out of control, was AWS unwavering in its support for police? No, they got on the bandwagon and um, pulled the plug on the police department's ability to use facial recognition software. So it's one of these things where you, we can have a debate about whether it's a good idea for police to have facial recognition software, whether that has um, privacy concerns, etc. But what we don't want is the military, the intelligence community, local police departments becoming dependent on these high-tech tools only to find that when there's a crisis, an emergency, perhaps a war, 
that the um, crowd in San Francisco disapproves of, that all of a sudden the technologies are, uh, you know, pulled back or put on suspension or taken away one way or another. Uh, I mean, what you're describing is just a, sil- a chilling scenario, and I-, I guess even our Defense Department needs to seek alternative sources of information. Is that going to be available soon? Last question. Yeah, there are a lot of people in the defense world who are worried about what is called the security of supply. And what they're having to deal with is, once upon a time, if, say, you got a copy of Microsoft Office, you'd get it on a disk, you'd load it on your computer, you had control of using it on your computer. In the cloud world, that computing power is on the servers belonging to Microsoft. And so if they want to pull the plug on you, they can do that. And that's a new world that um, is, applies to all of this cloud computing environment. And it's something that uh, military police and the intelligence world are going to have to uh, figure out before there's a crisis. Well, I hope you'll continue to update us. And we really need to get to the bottom of it. And if we're not getting the help, the support our own military from people that just refuse to participate. It's it's pretty unbelievable to me on many, many levels. Anyway, we appreciate what you're doing. Keep us up to speed. Eric, well, just when you think it can't get any worse with big tech, right? We continue back to our busy phones, 800-941-SEAN. Uh, all right, let's say hi to Tom in Texas. Hey, Tom, how are you? Glad you called. Hi, Sean. I just wanted to uh, tell you that as I was listening to you speak of the re-indoctrination of children from families of Trump supporters, it occurred to me that this has been going on for 50 years, and it's our public school system, and it's it's shameful. And I think that's that's all true. And by the way, it's now now it's it's getting into the the mainstream blood of society, isn't it? More and more every day. Well, of course it is. The people that we see coming up that are going to lead our country when I'm gone, dead and gone, these people are the ones that have gone through that system. If these are these become their beliefs. This is what they're taught from a very young age. And I, as shameful as it is, a couple of my kids are prime examples of it. When I was in the eighth grade, 1960, I'm, I'm learning civics or government, whatever they called it at that point in time. I had a fundamental concept of what the Constitution was, the separation of powers, the branches of government, the Bill of Rights, and what they did. I don't think kids or I don't think some young adults today have that. They just simply don't have it. They don't understand. They want to change the Constitution. I tell them, take a magic marker, mark everything in the Constitution that you think ought to be changed. Tell me why it ought to be changed and what the change should be. They've never read the thing. They have no idea. I don't even think they know how to find it unless they Google it. It's amazing to me. Listen, it just puts the responsibility. And, you know, you can't outsource to any school or any group of people the values you try to instill in your kids. And and even I know I know great parents even doing your best work. You may not get where you need to be. We're all imperfect people. But the reality is that this now permeates every single aspect of our society. Harvard, we're going to rescind the degree that we gave you that you earned. You met the standards because we don't like your politics. You know, who was the one that made the comment? Kaylee McEnany, I, I hope you enjoy being a cocktail waitress in your future, you know, endeavors. Just vicious, vile attacks you know, attacking the children of, of the president, President Trump, now in exile in Florida. I mean, it's it's honestly, 
It's it's beyond attacking the first lady, attacking our institutions, you know, looking to tear away our history and, and just rip it away when we should teach kids the truth about our history. And that would include the good, the bad and the ugly at times. Tell them the truth. They can handle it. What made this country great? What are the guiding principles of this country? Huh? What is the difference between a government formed by we the people and one that believes that that rights, natural rights come from God and not from government and how how that greatly will influence your your political philosophy and ideology that if if God given rights are what they are, then it it certainly reinforces the idea of liberty and freedom. So God given talents can can evolve in a safe environment. Uh, but we don't even have safe cities. So I guess that's tough run by liberal Democrats for decades. So we've, we've got a lot of catch up to do. And it, look, the, the conservatism works. Trump proved it. Reagan proved it. Newt proved it. And there have been other moments in history. We can do it again. And the only way, you know, the, the cause of, of, of freedom, liberty, conservatism isn't over unless you let it be over. Unless everybody listening to my voice lets it be over. Unless we don't do our part. You know, unfortunately, we've been a little too busy doing all the hard work, paying all the taxes and, you know, raising our kids, obeying the laws. And, and you know, everybody that I know every day gulps water. Everybody I know gulps water. Not one. Well, I have retired friends now. They're not gulping water. They're mocking me on a regular basis saying, yeah, I'm playing golf today. How are you doing? I'm out fishing. Look at this fish I caught. I literally have friends of mine sending this every day. And I'm like, either I'm really dumb or I'm just totally dedicated and committed. But I wouldn't want it any other way. I feel honored to be here. All right. Uh, 800-941-SEAN. Our number. You want to be a part of the program. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. All right, so Biden says unity, 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 and then uh, says nothing about, oh, let's uh, let, let, let's move on as a country. No, they're moving ahead Monday with a post-presidential impeachment trial, witch hunt trial, the one, the latest one. Where's been the unity among Democrats over the years? Let's see if it matches. To restore the soul and secure the future of America requires so much more than words. It requires the most elusive of all things in a democracy, unity. You can take Trump supporters and put them in two big baskets. There are what I call the deplorables, you know, the racist and the, you know, the haters. If you voted for Trump, you voted for the person who the Klan supported. You voted for the person who Nazis support. You voted for the person who the alt-right supports. With unity, we can do great things, important things. I think a lot of the people that stand by Donald Trump are deplorable, um, and the things that they say are deplorable. The question is, how are we going to really almost deprogram these people who have signed up for the cult of Trump? I know speaking of unity can sound to some like a foolish fantasy these days. I know the forces that divide us are deep and they are real. There are millions of Americans, um, almost all white, almost all Republicans, who somehow need to be deprogrammed. And unity 
is the path forward. Remove Donald Trump and consign him and those who supported him in the Senate to the trash heap of history. They're a small percentage of the American people, virulent people. Some of them the dregs of society. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. All right, so if it's about unity, then, okay, if you have different points of view, even controversial points of view, you know, why is cancel culture as big as we now see it? Because I think Americans would like to know. I mean, there's things happening. We've been watching, monitoring everything that's been happening with Twitter and Facebook, canceling, silencing the president, people that think like the president, people that like the president. And I don't hear any any liberals say, no, we shouldn't censor. No, they're actually doing just just the opposite. Anyway, Mike Lindell, my pillow. OK, president supporter has one of the best products on the market. By the way, right now you can get his premium my pillow for the lowest price he's ever offered. I've told you it helps me fall asleep faster, stay asleep longer. It's now impacting his business. Why? Because he likes Donald Trump. And he had questions about the election results. May not agree with them, but I thought in America we could all disagree. Anyway, Mike, what's going on with you? Well, the four more jumped on the bandwagon today. We got Bed Bath, Coles, HEB, Colburns, Kruger, Fred Meyer, BJ's. They've all uh, succumbed to uh, this cancer culture, and they they don't want my pillow products in their stores anymore and i'm getting attacked from every way you can imagine um even my vendors hey get this sean even my two guys have been with me 15 years over in australia new zealand selling my pillow they've been attacked on social media over there by these bots and trolls it's just it's just sickening that they what they're trying to do um to suppress our, our free well i mean we saw what happened to parlor you know, look at Dan Bongino's a part of it. A lot of other good people are a part of it. And okay, that was an alternative to Twitter. But then other big tech companies, you know, that don't believe in freedom of speech, free thought, the 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 free expression of ideas and ideals and opinions and 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 really just even an honest back and forth. No, they they want to silence everybody. And and we yeah, saw this with Parler. We see this now with you. And what I'm saying with Parler, what I'm saying with YouTube, and what I'm saying about Facebook, and what I'm saying about other big tech companies, Twitter, uh, among them, that we just need to have alternatives and bypass these other companies. Now, I think retail, as you know probably much better than me over time, is becoming a bit of a dinosaur. And you have successfully, you know, created a, a venue where people can buy direct from you. Now, it certainly, I'm sure, is a big part of your business. If people see my pillow right. in the store, they buy it. Is there a way that you think that you'll be able to bypass and make up for, you know, those that want to take your politics and turn it into a uh, we can't, you know, associate with Mike Lindell thing? Well, you know, you're right, Sean. You know, and I have I have prepared for that. I made my website stronger. I have my own servers, so they can't take them down. Um, I had, you know, I've been attacked before. Last summer for the MyOleander.com, I was attacked last spring when I said, "Let's all get in our Bibles from the Rose Garden." So we've been. Yeah. By the way, you're not exactly a wallflower, and uh, (laughs) you're not exactly hiding your your opinions. And you know, but you know, I thought this was America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not. and you know, but we, but we're prepared, and and I think you know the online business. There are direct sales, you know, with radio, TV, and everything else. 
Um, that's that's going to flourish, and and it's the box stores. They made a bad business decision by doing that, and and but it's their, they they live in fear. That's what they want to do. They want the left is uh, this communism, whatever's here attacking us is that people are living in fear, and these box stores made a terrible decision to do that. I was able to talk some of them into not doing. It. I said, you guys, I said these aren't real people. These are groups that are hired to just attack and put it on social media and all these things. It's funny on Twitter, Sean, when Twitter can allow these bots and trolls to attack, and then and then yet you censor everyone else. My Twitter account has been shut down, and they wouldn't let me. Before it was shut down, I tried to take a tweet down, and I got a letter from Germany, from Twitter in Germany. It said, you cannot take this tweet down. It is against Section 605, whatever. And I'm going, and now some, they're running my Twitter, and that's not even me running it. They're running it on the back end because it's in such the public eye right now. That is, that is just unbelievable. You know, um, in all the years I've been smeared, slandered, besmirched, you know, lied about, and then all over social media, by the way, and, and horrible things said, not one time did it ever even cross my mind to, you know, tell people, that's, you can't say that, you've got to stop, but never. And I'd never, ever called for the canceling of any show. I'd never supported these boycotts of people. And if people have controversial views, fine. Um, I think socialism is controversial. Let's be honest about it. I think Biden's agenda is radical and, and dangerous for the country. You know, I, 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 that's why I, I keep saying the cause of conservatism is, isn't over unless we, we give up. And I'm not willing to give up. There's too much. I love this country too much. And you know what? There's a lot of ebb and flow in political cycles. But in the interim... You've got to find an immediate solution. Sounds like you're working on it with your website, MyPillow.com. By the way, don't forget the Sean Hannity Square. I do love all your products. That's not a lie. <laughs> well, I've got 110 of them, Sean. you got to try every one of them. <laughs> now, that's a lot of products. I haven't tried all 110. And, you know, I mean, Mike's story is, is quintessentially American. You wrote about this in your book. I mean, I forgot exactly how many years ago, but over a decade ago, you, you were addicted to crack cocaine. And had been for many years, and you you actually found a way through through your conversion out of addiction and to build a better life for you and your family. I mean, I'm, I mean, how could we not learn from that and say, hey, great job? Right. You know, it's the American dream, and that's what we can't let that be taken from us. And you know, I'm never giving up. I'm not giving up. I'm going to keep going and keep going. And I, you know, I'm not ever going to succumb to any kind of a cancer culture. And I just want, you know, I have 2,500 employees now. They all have the American dream. These are careers. And, and, you know, they're, they're all worried, you know, they're worried. People out there are worried right now because we can't let this, uh, the American dream be canceled out. And, churches out there that have been attacked now they, they're reaching out to me going they're they're not people are afraid to go to their churches because my, the guy might have been a trump supporter the pastor and i'm hearing this all across the country they're reaching out to me mike they're, and they're scared and they um, a lot you of know, people and i'm are. just going to tell everybody god god's got his hand in all this when we well, get through this darkness imagine being in a big movie we're inside of a movie and this is the dark part of the bad part of the movie the sad part but now we're going to come out it's going to be glorious um, and I have no doubt. All right, Michael, wish you the best. MyPillow.com. And, and by the way, I just put you on, you know, you've been a, a great supporter of the show. 
and your life story is an inspiration for anybody. Your journey to faith is, it gives hope to many, and I think we can all learn um, from your experience, as, and as difficult as it's been, and it's your miracle that you're even alive today, and we appreciate you coming on. Well, thanks, and nobody give up out there. Keep the faith. With God, all things are possible. Thanks for having me on, Sean. Amen. 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, Christy, Colorado, next, Sean Hannity Show. Hey, Christy, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. This is an an amazing time. I never in my wildest dreams, like you've said many times, that we're, you know, going through this in America. It's very, very sad to us. And what I'm hoping that you can bring to light for us is giving us avenues. We are 74 million strong, and we're kind of lost right now. It's like, what can I do when this whole thing with Mike Lindell, I have all his products, a lot of his products. They're so good, aren't they? They really are. And they're amazing. I and know. Um, I have back problems. There was a pillow top on my mattress. It saved my life. I mean, I don't have to have surgery anymore. But we need avenues, and when these Big corporations are canceling out, canceling him. I want a list of those, for one thing, that I, if I have to go back to a home line, I will. I will get rid of my phone. I will, but we need platforms to be able to go and pull together and support each other and as Americans. And we just feel kind of lost right now. And I've never felt like I do today, and I am a strong Christian, and I believe in God, and I know He will prevail, and the truth will come out. Listen, this country has been through, through. I want to try and give perspective, because I hear in your voice something I'm hearing from a lot of people, and I think you're speaking for a lot of people, Christy, and how they feel today, and maybe this perspective can, can help you. And the perspective is, when I started in radio, Ronald Reagan was president, 1987. So this is not my first rodeo. And I lived through Reagan, Bush 41, uh, then, of course, the Clinton eight years, uh, followed up by George W. Bush eight years, then followed up by Obama eight years, and now we've had the disruptor-in-chief Donald Trump for four years, and, and today the inauguration of the ever-weak, frail, a cognitively struggling Joe. And the one thing that I that I have learned is that they, I, I think this reminds me the most this moment of 2010, and that was the Tea Party movement. Remember Rick Santelli on the floor of the stock exchange I mean, he went nuts one day, and it became a movement, and that movement grew. And the, the, the per- percolating angst, anger, frustration with all things radical leftist socialist and, and Obamacare at the time that had just been passed at the, you know, through the reconciliation process, never mind that Scott Brown was the vote against elected in Massachusetts, of all places, to go against Obamacare. The country didn't want it. And yet they they bestowed it upon us anyway, and every promise they made is broken, just like every promise of socialism will be broken. And I am just telling you, stay true and and fast and engage, because the first thing you can do is engage on the local level with your local legislators, and they can you know work on 
perfecting the election process so we have confidence and integrity in the process. Uh, the next thing would be that the cause of liberal, the cause of liberty, freedom, and conservatism, it's not over unless we give up. You can't give up. Too much has happened in this country. Too many, too many people have fought so hard so that we have the greatest country God gave man. And yeah, now it's a little scary. All of the things Biden already did today. It's it's chilling to hear the phony promises of unity amongst the calls. You know, as Nancy Pelosi was saying earlier today, Trump is an accessory to murder. I mean, it's madness. And anyway, we will be here chronicling it every day with your help, Christy. Thank you. Hang in there. Hang in there. All right. Kennedy tonight, 9 Eastern Fox News. The Biden radical agenda begins. The media fawning begins. Their four-year vacation also begins. Uh, And much, much more. All coming up. News you won't get from the mob, big tech, or Democratic propagandists. All coming up. 9 o'clock Eastern. Hannity, Fox. See you then. Thanks for being with us. Back here tomorrow.